Okay, ladies, grab your glass of wine. Yes, you're going to need it for this episode, but I'm not talking about the episode. I'm talking about the fact that we are going to be talking all things sex. That's right. Get your glass of wine, and we're going to talk about sex over our next webinar that we are hosting on February 18th at 7 p.m. Yes, so many women deal with the common and frustrating and worrisome issue of dealing with painful sex. And as pelvic floor physical therapists, we see a lot of this. And many times women are left worried because they know that it's starting to affect their relationship if it hasn't already, that it may. And also women are left to feel alone like they have nowhere to turn. If you bring this up with another practitioner, a lot of times it's brushed under the rug and it's not even talked about. But we want to help and guide you because we help so many women with this and just finding the tips and tools to be able to help and guide them along the way. So get on our waiting list. Go ahead and over to level4pt.com backslash events and register for our online webinar. You're going to get bonuses and some special info that is not released to the public if you join us there. So grab your glass of wine, go register over at level4pt.com backslash events on how to have the best sex life in your 40s and beyond. We can't wait to join you. This is going to be a fun event. Welcome, ladies, to the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast. My name is Dr. Dawn Andalone. I am a women's health physical therapist, author, educator, and co-owner of Level 4 PT and Wellness. And this podcast is informative, but lighthearted. And we discuss all things women's health in order for you to lead an active and vibrant lifestyle. So cheers, and let's get started. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. <laughs> we are starting with our cheers, because this is really awesome. We have Dr. Lindsay, Dr. Emma, and myself here recording a podcast all together. We've never done this all together, but we keep talking about this episode like we can't wait. And we've already had a glass of wine, so we have a lot to say. (laughs) So we are talking about a topic that is unfortunate that a lot of times it gets dismissed by other medical practitioners. They're not sure how to answer the questions when it comes up, or maybe it never comes up because women feel embarrassed, frustrated. They feel like they have nowhere to turn or they're alone suffering with this. And we have to talk about it because it does affect so many women and it's actually more common than we think. So we're talking all about painful sex, struggling with intimacy and really wondering where your relationship is headed because this is an issue in your life. And we see a lot of women with this problem and they always think they're alone, like nobody else has this problem. And we just want to put it out there that we actually have personal stories with this too. Yes, we're going to talk about all of it here. So welcome, Dr. Emma, and welcome, Dr. Lindsay, my favorite part of this whole podcast is getting to hang out with the people that are on our team. So cheers again. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. So first of all, let me just introduce, we had a podcast with Dr. Lindsay all about bladder issues. So if you haven't listened to that, please go back to it. It's a popular one. And Dr. Emma and I spoke about pelvic organ prolapse and another common 
issue, but not normal, and women that just want the answers on that. So those are from last year. Go back and listen. So ladies, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Dr. Don. We're so excited to talk to you about this today. It's actually a pretty personal subject to some of us here. Um, and I'll actually share my story. So to family members and friends listening, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> please skip the next minute if you wish. That's why we had to have a glass of wine with this first. That's right. <laughs> so um, I actually, when I was around 20, um, I went to my OB-GYN and she did an exam and she noticed that I bled a lot and that I was pretty much flinching and I had tears in my eyes through the whole exam. And after it was done, she asked me if if that happened when I was having sex. And I didn't know that that wasn't normal. Um, I told her, well, yeah, like so matter of fact. And she went, oh, well, that happens to women sometimes. Um, how old are you? And I was like 20. And she was like, all right, well, maybe have a glass of wine before you have sex. That's, and that's the answer. Um, and I love wine now, but I didn't love wine then. So that really wasn't the solution. <laughs> um, and it turns out what I was suffering when was um, a condition where my muscles would just basically spasm and literally no no insertion could, could really happen um, past a certain point. It was a really stressful time in my life. My father actually was... Um, about to pass away from cancer. And I'm um, sorry to get real serious on this podcast here, but the emotional component for me was so real. And um, I'm here to tell you that there is life after that, and you can regain enjoyment from sex, even if you never thought that it was possible, if you thought it was normal to always have pain during intercourse. It's actually never normal, and it can be healed. Um, you're not going to have to worry about losing your relationship or always suffering. And um, so I'm here to tell you that it's part of why I do what I do. I'm, I never tell anyone to have a glass of wine before they have sex. Um, and, you know, it's – I've grown a lot and you can you can too. You can learn from us. So please listen. Um, does, and I'm wondering here, does, does anyone else have a personal story that they want to share? So I do. And, yes, like this – is the stuff that people don't hear because we don't talk about it. And growing up as a dancer, a gymnast, we find that once I became a pelvic floor PT, I found that it is actually pretty common for people that do certain athletic activities tend to have more of that chronic tightness or restriction in those pelvic floor muscles. At the time, I had no idea that was why, but when you're being told all the time in ballet class to tuck your butt under, squeeze your abs in, and just keep contracting all the time, that actually, I'm thinking, led to why I was having pain a lot of times until I actually had children, which does the trick, I found out. <laughs> that can help stretch those muscles and lengthen. I was also in labor for about 30 hours, was pushing for three and a half hours with my first child, thought I was gonna have a C-section. Um, and so there are ways to even prep for birth too that we're gonna go into as well. But there are so many reasons why women struggle with this and I was one of them. So 
happy to share my story that it was never enjoyable for sex until after I had my kids, which is interesting because that's actually what changed my pelvic floor muscles. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's so frequent that we're hearing that you are expressing this discomfort or you are just accepting that it's the way that it must be. Um, my personal story was surrounding positions. So um, it was challenging other than a missionary position to really be able to orgasm or enjoy myself um, prior to having kiddos. And then after having kiddos, there was a lot of fear. Um, I had a grade two vaginal tear with both of my girls and um, I had a lot of fear about whether or not I was going to be able to participate in sex again, whether it would be comfortable, let alone enjoyable. Um, and thankfully, just with good communication um, with my spouse and then also being a pelvic floor PT and knowing what to do uh, with my tissues down there, um, we've not only been able to be successful, but it's lovely that now um, we can be a little more experimenting and a little more adventurous, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Love that these stories come out. Yes. <laughs> and we save these stories just for you on this podcast. That's for sure. And I think it's important to know that so many women struggle with this, but why does it happen? What are some of the common reasons? And that's what we're going to talk about here. So Dr. Emma, can you share a little bit about um, some of the things that you have found has helped your clients be able to understand the reason why? So we work a lot with women in their 40s. And a lot of times by your 40s, you've had a couple of kids maybe, you're really busy at work, maybe you haven't had time for yourself in a while. And there are some hormonal changes that happen through our life. But more than anything, what we find when we investigate the actual inside muscles, the pelvic floor, is those muscles are tensioned there. It's almost like if your shoulders are up to your ears all the time, except it's inside of you. So you might be walking around holding a really tense pelvic floor. And then when it's time to, you know, have sex, those muscles are still there up where they should not be. They should be in a more relaxed position, at least for when you start to have sex. So that's what we find a lot, just a tense, overactive pelvic floor that really isn't doing its job. So that's a really common finding for us here in, in the clinic in, in women over 40. And most of you women, if you're anything like the ladies that we hear and we see here, if you were to bring this up to your medical professional, your doctor, your OBGYN, you're told, oh, just go do your Kegels, right? No, that is not right. <laughs> I would say 95% of the ladies that we see, their muscles are strong and over contracting. They are being needing, they need us to teach them how to relax and how to lengthen these tissues as opposed to trying to perform these contractions that you think are what's helping you. And in actuality, it's not. Yeah. Just like all those gadgets on your Facebook feed of how to do your Kegels and those little monitors telling you if you're doing them right, not everybody needs them. Actually, a lot of women don't need them. And I think it's important to mention because a lot of women over 40 listen to this podcast and also come into our office for treatment that it doesn't mean that you have to be a mother or have kids to experience this. 
This is actually quite common where we've seen women um, at every age really going through this. And it may be because of different reasons when you're in that perimenopausal or menopausal stage versus if you were in your 20s and 30s and experiencing this as well. So we're going to talk about some of the, the hormone changes and some of the symptoms that may come with that. You want to speak on that? So when you're approaching your 40s, past your 40s into your 50s, we do as women, uh, our, our estrogen and our testosterone actually takes a, takes a wonderful little dip, which is unfortunate because that means that our tissues aren't as plump and moisturized as they have been maybe in our 20s and 30s. However, women in your 20s and 30s who are listening, you're not exempt Unfortunately, hormonal birth control with estrogen can also cause these hormonal changes that can actually lead to a less pleasurable sexual experience or have actually pain in your tissues with sex. And just to caveat that, please don't stop taking your birth control. Um, <laughs> just because you're having pain with sex, that may not be the culprit. But Dr. Lindsay, can you you know expand on that a little bit too? Yes. Yeah, so in terms of the fluctuations in hormones, a lot of women will say that they are experiencing the dryness, right? And that the challenge with the dryness is that heaven forbid you'd even be able to have a penis come close to the vaginal area comfortably. But now because of the dryness that you're having, intercourse and pleasure is out the window. And so because of these fluctuations in hormones, um, the libido can also be affected. So you may notice that you're just not feeling as in the mood, if you will. Maybe you're not feeling as sexy in general because um, weight gain is a challenge. So there's a lot of factors that can lead to both the emotional component in addition to the physical component um, as we talk about hormones and how they affect you in this perimenopausal and menopausal time. I think you're a good one to talk about the women that have had kids, and we talk about perennial tears, C-section, scarring, and even women that have had C-sections and never have a vaginal delivery, why pelvic issues and pain with sex happens as well, because that can be confusing for women. They're like, well, I didn't have a vaginal delivery. Like, why am I struggling with this? Yes, exactly. Right now we have, um, I can think of three off the top of my head, clients, ladies that are coming in and they actually haven't even had children. Um, but as a result of either, and one of them has had an estrogen shot in her bum. And as a result of that bum shot, her bottom muscles got so tense. And then they referred to those pelvic floor muscles in the vaginal area. And as a result, she was having extreme discomfort with penetration. Um, another we have that has had um, a hysterectomy, uh, never had children as well, um, but based on the trauma of the surgery, your muscle tissues respond. And when a surgery happens and the healing process happens, sometimes it's not always comfortable. And so your body's response to that pain can often maintain in tight pelvic floor muscles. And then as a result, orgasm can be very painful and just penetration in general. Yeah, and for the women that have had C-sections, I have seen, I actually saw somebody that had triplets with a C-section and it was perplexing to her why she was having pelvic 
pain and, and pain, sex was not painful. And she was still, uh, I would say like four to six months postpartum. So at that time she thought like, well, shouldn't things go back to normal? Shouldn't sex feel good again? And it wasn't. But with the scarring underneath, the C-section scar and what how your body responds and how your muscles underneath there will guard, especially carrying triplets for let's see, 35 weeks or whatever she did, then you have a lot of pressure downward on your pelvic floor too, which is going to impact the way they're going to respond. So they've been used to guarding and holding <laughs> those triplets. Can you imagine? Like Amazing. six yeah. feet were tap dancing on her pelvic floor. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's a great visual. <laughs> Oh, that that mother. I just wanted to give her a big hug every time she came in. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely sleep deprived. But it is something that is actually very common for any type of uh, hysterectomy, abdominal surgery. Um, having trauma around the abdominal area or pelvic floor area can cause painful sex too. And also the emotional component. Yeah, like exactly. like I had mentioned earlier, um, it was just a very emotional time in my life when I suffered from painful sex. You know, my head really wasn't in the right place, so my pelvic floor wasn't in the right place. And when you're in your 40s, maybe your 50s, that's kind of when we start dealing with some health issues maybe of our parents, maybe of our partner, maybe our kids are having some issues in school. And it's very important to recognize that maybe there's some of these other issues going on too, and you actually have to relearn kind of this brain and body connection is so important that you have to kind of start to recognize as well. So if we talk a little bit about the elephant in the room in the sense that, yes, you're having discomfort with sex, um, how is this affecting you and your life? So if we take it to the next step, how is this affecting your relationship with your spouse? Is your connection with that person as strong as it once was if you're feeling pain down there and as a result not wanting to be intimate and then maybe losing out on an emotional connection with them as well? So true, yeah. And we hear that time and time again that it's not really the pain that causes women to seek our help. It's really and truly because maybe their partner has started to notice that they're avoiding sex or that they're not enjoying themselves. And your partner might think it's their fault. They, If you don't talk to them and put them in what's going on, they have absolutely no idea and they're going to blame themselves. So that's really and truly why women come to see us, that there is, there's kind of this fire lit under them to heal not just their sex life, but their relationship. Yeah, there's a lot of fear with that. So just knowing that if this is something you're dealing with, you're not alone. We actually see it very often. That's why we're recording a podcast on this. That's why we're going to do a webinar on this soon. So we just want to help guide women and show them that there are things that they can do to heal and get better. And it actually might not be as bad as they think. Because if they're getting the right guidance, they can resolve this fairly um, easy and fairly 
quickly too, rather than waiting years and years to get this solved, but going to see a specialist, somebody that is a pelvic floor physical therapist, because it's not going to get better if you don't see the specialist for it. And if you're not having an, an internal assessment, somebody that is skilled to perform that initial assessment, like a pelvic floor physical therapist that is trained to treat this. And I think that's really important to know that you could try doing some yoga stretches. You can look in Google, YouTube, some things to help it or work on hip exercises, but that's not going to solve it until you find out what is really your baseline and how you need to really work on the right things to solve it and do it in the best manner too. It can speed up the process. And we have women that sometimes they are come back to us like three to, to six weeks later and they're like, oh my gosh, my life is totally different now. I had no idea that this type of therapy existed or I had no idea there was help for me. So I think it's really important to state that. And some of the things we're going to talk about that you can start doing on your own if you are nervous, scared, maybe you're still a little skeptical, but we do invite you to at least give us a call and we can chat about it on the phone. And we just laid it all out. I think we just, <laughs> we just talked about our personal story. So there's nothing we haven't heard. And I think that's important to know too, that your comfort level will be there with us because we hear it all. But just knowing that you can start working on some breathing exercises and some yoga poses to get the hips opened up and released and stretching. Some things that are really going to down-regulate those pelvic floor muscles is kind of the first step. But if you're not being assessed and, and really guided the right way, that's actually going to get you the best outcome. And as we progress in terms of your care, it's fantastic to know that the focus can shift to you. I'm sure if you're anything like the three of us, we are always giving of ourselves and rarely focusing on ourselves. And so with that, we tend to show you how to focus on yourself again. And one way of improving blood flow is foreplay. And foreplay is pretty great if you want to have an orgasm. <laughs> so being able to know that we will empower you and help you to be able to have those communicative conversations with your significant other to know that I need it right there at this pace to the left, to the right, stay there. Right. So that you are able to engorge that area down there with great blood flow and have beautiful tissues that are ready for intercourse. Um, and that that's one awesome part of your rehab when you're with us. Something I really like to tell our ladies too, if you're having painful sex with insertion, whether it be a penis or a toy or a finger or anything, just take a break from insertion sex. And that's where foreplay is your friend. You can absolutely still be intimate with your partner and you might actually become closer because you're practicing. Some people call it foreplay. Some people call it outer course. Um, I love that word because it's like, we're going to focus on our outside so that eventually we can get inside. <laughs> and it can be a really great breath of fresh air for your relationship to say, hey, we're not going to do something that causes me discomfort, but we're still going to honor each other and be intimate and have that closeness. Um, I won't give you specific outer course uh, <laughs> techniques, but please feel free to Google. 
and um, you'll come up with a wealth of information, I'm sure. I think you have heard quite a bit from us today. What do you think, ladies? I, think, I hope that you I hope that you're feeling comfortable to be able to find those that you love to express how you're feeling. And if not, you know we're here. <laughs> yes, we are definitely here for you. That's for sure. And I just love that I have two other ladies that can share these stories. And we get into this specialty for a reason. We either have a personal story with it, and we also have a passion for it because we know that there's not a lot of advertisement and not a lot of like, this is not a a common thing that people talk about. So we're all about revealing what women need to know that don't know and the common things that we can kind of normalize and empower you to get them better and solve them finally. So thank you so much, Dr. Lindsay and Dr. Emma, for joining me and talking about this topic. And I hope you enjoyed a glass of wine or maybe had some chocolate and listened to our sex podcast today. So (laughs) cheers to good sex. Yeah. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers, guys. Save relationships one orgasm at a time. (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you are a woman over 40, I can so sympathize with you. So even because I'm in healthcare, I'm not immune to having these chronic little aches and pains that have popped up since I've hit my 40s. If you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, and maybe you're waking up with this stiff and achy neck or newfound back pain when you're sitting in a chair for too long, or maybe even you try to go and exercise, but your knee is bothering you. We hear this all the time, and that's why my husband, Oscar, and I wrote Thrive, Not Survive, Over 40. And this book is the ultimate guide to become more active and mobile free from painkillers and surgeries so you can get the most enjoyment out of life. And this product is the last 17 years really of our experience working with clients and helping them avoid any unnecessary surgeries or any invasive treatments. And it teaches you the mistakes to avoid when it comes to your health. So you can really live a life being more enjoyable and active and do the things that you love. So you can find this book, Thrive, Not Survive Over 40, over on our website. It's on our homepage, level4pt.com. That's level4pt.com. Or you can visit Amazon and purchase it there. Thrive, Not Survive Over 40. I hope you enjoy it. And it also makes a great gift for someone else you love in their 40s, 50s, or 60s. The information given on this podcast is not intended to apply to every individual's potential injury. It is impossible to give 100% complete accurate diagnosis and prognosis without a thorough physical examination. The information provided is not meant as a substitute for your own professional advice from a healthcare provider or other medical professional. Under no circumstances will Level 4 Physical Therapy and Performance Incorporated or any of our other professionals be liable for any damage caused by reliance on the information that we make available on this podcast.